One of my very favorite things to do, perhaps the favorite thing that I do here on the show, is to answer your questions. And while it's great when you email them to me or you DM me or you just post it somewhere online, my very favorite thing is when you send me a voice memo, when you use your own voice and you send it into hello at thirdshotsports.com, you ask your question that way, and then everyone gets to hear a real person asking the question, and then I get to answer it. Just like this one. Hi, Mark. How do I teach someone to control the pace and distance of ground strokes when they only have one speed, fast? So that's what we're going to talk about here today on the show. But first, let's do our intro music. Welcome to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Renison. Today, we are talking about what to do when your pickleball game has just one speed. Speed control is so important in pickleball. And today, we're going to unpack that a little bit. And we're going to give you some really practical advice about how you can control the speed of your ball and some things you can do on the court. So let's begin by talking about why controlling the speed matters. Whether you're hitting a serve or a return, a drop, dink, smash, controlling the speed of the ball is critical. When it comes to the balls that you're hitting fairly straight ahead, like let's say uh, you're driving a third shot or a fifth shot even, maybe you're returning a serve and you want it to be sort of low and kind of fast, how fast you hit the ball will influence how far it travels. So all things being equal, a faster ball is going to travel farther than a slower ball. So let's imagine, I don't know, I'm hitting a third shot drive and I hit it about eight inches above the net. Well, if I hit that ball eight inches above the net and I hit it 40 miles an hour, that ball is going to land farther in the court than if I hit that exact same height and same spin and everything else is the same, but I hit it 20 miles an hour, right? The speed is related to the distance that a ball travels. And so that's really important to think about, especially when we're talking about balls that we're hitting straight ahead, or of course, if we're hitting um, balls on a downward trajectory, it doesn't matter quite so much. But it also influences the height that a ball travels. This is especially true, well, really only true, when we're talking about uh, hitting balls with an upward trajectory, with sort of an arc. Imagine you're hitting a drop, right? Or you're lobbing the ball, for example. The size of the arc and the height of the ball will be influenced by the speed of the ball coming off your paddle. So let's say, for example, I'm just trying to play like a little dink. I'm up at the net. Well, that dink is likely going to have some kind of arc to it, right? That's why I'm playing a dink after all. I've got to hit up. Now, the question becomes, how big will that arc be? How big will that rainbow be? And how big that rainbow will be depends heavily on how fast the ball is moving when it comes off the paddle. A faster ball is going to have a bigger arc, and a slower ball is going to have a smaller arc. And as you know at home, we've talked about this many times on the show, it's really important that we can control the height of the ball right? When we play pickleball, that's often what determines how the rest of the point goes. So now that we've kind of set the picture or set the stage for understanding uh, the different ways why speed might matter and how it affects height and how it affects distance, let's come back in just a moment and talk about exactly how do we control the speed of the ball. Hey there, it's Mark. Are you a pickleball coach or thinking about getting started as one? If so, you should check out Pickleball Coaching International or PCI for short. I started PCI about five years ago as a way to provide tools and resources for instructors. We've got more than 70 high quality videos, lesson plans, case studies, articles, even a whole section on the business of pickleball. PCI members get great deals on Selkirk paddles and get invited to free live events where they can connect with other coaches and talk about all sorts of coaching related issues. And if you're looking to go through an instructor certification program, well, we do that too. Whether you're currently coaching and looking to improve your skills, or you're thinking about just getting started, 
PCI has something for you. Head over to PCIPickleball.com and take a look around. That's PCIPickleball.com. Pickleball Coaching International. We help good coaches get even better. Today on Pickleball Problems, we are talking about speed and especially dealing with an issue that a listener had. What do you do when your player, she was a coach, has just one speed? So a moment ago, we talked about why speed matters. It has to do with controlling the distance of the ball and the height of the ball. Uh, It can also cause problems for your opponents, right? If you hit fast at them, they have less time to react. Now, let's get to the nitty-gritty. What is it that controls the speed of the ball? Well, there are two things that directly control how fast the ball comes off the paddle. The first is how fast the paddle itself is moving at the moment of contact. So if I'm swinging my paddle, all things being equal, my paddle moving faster through the air will create more speed than the paddle that's moving slowly through the air. And this, I think, is pretty self-evident, right? We kind of get it like you often say to people, well, just swing faster if you want them to hit faster or don't swing so fast if you want them to hit slower, right? So this is pretty straightforward. But there is another factor that controls the speed of the ball, and that is the size of the backswing. The size of the backswing matters. So imagine this. I'm getting ready to hit, I don't know, a return of serve, let's say. And let's say that my paddle is moving through space at 15 miles an hour, right? Well, if my paddle has a longer backswing, that is, if I pull my paddle back farther as I'm getting prepared to hit that ball, as that paddle travels the 15 miles an hour through space, it is gathering momentum over that space that it's traveling, right? And if instead of having my paddle way back and gathering lots of momentum, I just bring my paddle back a little bit, I don't know, only a few inches, Well, both those paddles are moving at the same speed at the moment of contact, 15 miles an hour. But the one that had the longer backswing has gathered more momentum as it's been moving forward. So when it strikes the ball, it's going to impart more speed to that ball than the one that had the shorter backswing. And so this is really important. This is one of the best ways to learn how to control the speed of the ball is to not so much vary the speed of the swing, but to vary the size of the backswing, the size of the backswing. Let me give you an example of this. Very often when you watch uh, good pickleball players play third shot drops, for example, you watch the pros, um, they have like an acceleration through the ball at impact, especially when they're playing with topspin. They're accelerating the paddle pretty fast. They have uh, the paddles moving quickly. They are having a long, relaxed follow through, but yet the ball still goes the appropriate speed. And that's because when you watch these pros hit their drops, the backswing is often very short. And so even though they have that relaxed follow-through feeling, they have that acceleration, the ball doesn't go too fast, right? So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you a very specific drill that you can do at home to help improve the size control. The size control? That doesn't make sense. The speed control when you're hitting a shot like a drop or a dink. Something you can do related to the size of the backswing. Hey there, it's Mark. Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Selkirk TV. Selkirk TV gives you a front row seat to live pickleball matches, past championships, on-demand skills training, including my pretty great show called Pickleball Today, as well as behind-the-scenes insights and so much more. Available in the App Store and on Google Play, Selkirk TV is the perfect app for any pickleball fan. Download the app today for free and get started watching pickleball's very best online content. Selkirk TV. 
Welcome back to Pickleball Problems. Today we're talking about controlling the speed of the ball, having different speeds. We already talked about how speed is related to height and speed is related to distance. A moment ago we talked about how it's not just the speed your paddle is moving at the moment of contact, but also the size of the backswing that will influence how fast a ball comes off the paddle. So let's think about a drill that we can do. And this is true whether you're an instructor who's working with players, or maybe you're the player yourself who needs to get used to having the shorter backswing. One of the ones I have found most useful is uh, to have the player, again, it could be you, it could be your player, to have the player stand with their back against a fence or a wall. You could even do this at home, right, if you get a partner together, um, where you stand with your back against the fence or the wall. What this will do is this will prevent you from taking a big, long backswing. So as your partner tosses you the ball that you're going to play as a dink or drop or whatever, well, you're not going to be able to have that big log backswing because your paddle is going to smash into the fence or the wall, right? It's going to force you to have uh, a much more compact backswing. And really, you're going to be going sort of from impact forward as you accelerate. Now, this will feel really funny at first. The ball's not going to come very fast off the paddle. That is the point, remember. Um, but to get that sense of preparing the paddle without having this great long backswing, Another sort of practical way you can do this if you're an instructor um, is that you, as your players are hitting dinks or whatever, that you actually stand behind them or put your paddle just behind them so that if you see that, you know, they take that backswing that's too long, then their paddle touches your body or touches your paddle, right? You whack it. They, they need that sort of stimulus to feel when it's actually too long because what happens is they tend to lose track of where their paddle is in space. Anyway, that is my tip to you is that um, if you're someone who struggles having a compact backswing, Practice a little bit with a wall behind you or a fence behind you, just dinking balls back and forth or playing drops. And then when you're out in the real world on the court, imagine there's that fence behind you. But the kids, we, t we say it's pretend it's, a, it's like a glass wall or something. You don't want to shatter the glass wall. And thinking about that will be a useful way to develop a bit of a more compact backswing. And if you can develop a more compact backswing, then it's going to be easier to vary the speed of your shot. All right, that sound means that this is the end of today's episode of Pickleball Problems. Don't get me wrong, speed control is not the only skill a good pickleball player needs, but how well you can control the speed of your shot will have a major impact on how likely you are to hit the kinds of balls you want, whether you're trying to cause trouble by hitting faster or stay out of trouble by playing those nice low balls that force those upward hits. I would love to know what you think about the show. Send me an email. Mark at thirdshotsports.com is a great way to get in touch. You can also send me your own questions. Make that voice memo. Open up your phone. Your phone, I know, will make a voice memo. I'd love to hear it. We'll play it on the show, and we can answer some more of your questions here on Pickleball Problems.